Hey friend, welcome to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. I'm Gabby Flater, a faith-led wife, mom of three, certified nutrition consultant, personal trainer, and passionate about changing lives. I know how frustrating it can be to navigate the health and wellness world. You want to be motivated to prioritize your well-being and wish you were more educated when it comes to cultivating a healthy home. Maybe you're a mom who's completely burnt out and needs a fresh perspective on life, or you're searching for a place to feel seen, heard, and encouraged in a godly manner. No matter if you're doing the dishes, getting your sweat on, or drinking reheated coffee while watching the kids play, there is always an opportunity for growth. If you are ready to finally take action about these desires and are ready to learn, grow, and transform your mind, then you are in the right place. It's time to establish deeper roots so you can enjoy a more fruitful and fulfilling harvest. Let's dig in. Welcome back to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. This is episode number 19, creeping up on 20 here, which is super exciting and crazy how time flies. So thanks for sticking around this long. And if you are new to the show, I encourage you to go back and find some that resonate with you, some of the titles that you um, think you would benefit from. So I got I got lots of uh, topics that range from all sorts of things, um, including um, health, mindset, fitness, motherhood, um, gardening, all the things. So we're pretty. Uh, it's a pretty diverse yet still focused on just overall living a whole nourished um, well life um, and living living it um, yeah just whole and as healthy as we can because let's just be honest when we're healthy we're happier we are spending more time doing the things that we want and the things that we enjoy rather than not so that's my two cents there. But I want to, first of all, start off with a review of this show. I read every single one, you guys. I appreciate every single review and, and um, rating. So I uh, thank you so much for everyone that, that has done that. It is such a great free way to support the show and it means so much. So um, this one is from um, Apple Podcast user KD Wietenheimer. Hopefully I said that correctly. I know I'm going to get a lot of names that I don't even know how to pronounce. So I apologized in advance. Um, But this person says, great new podcast. And they left a five-star review and said, I felt like Gabby was speaking directly to me from the very first episode I listened to. Love having a new health BFF to give me an easy and doable strategy to give me easy and doable strategies to get and stay healthier. I highly recommend subscribing to this show. Well, thank you. I am honored to be your newest health BFF. Um, That is so awesome to hear. Thank you so much for that review. Uh, So let's get into today's episode. This one is going to be a little bit more on um, a mindset. Uh, I'd like to alternate weeks if you kind of haven't noticed um, between you know something that is educational um, surrounding whether that's like a fitness thing or a, a fitness or nutrition myth to bust or some tips or just diving deep onto one specific topic like we did with inflammation. Um, and last week was, I believe, on... Um, you know, feeding our children and healthy snacks and how to shop for that and um, all of that thing, all of those things. So um, if you have not had a chance to go listen to those, um, I I would encourage you to, um, you know, go check those out when you have some time. 
and you do it a few extra chores or out and about or out on a walk, always good to um, fill your brain with um, good things. And when you're moving your body and filling your brain, um, it's just you're you're doing great things for both your physical and your mental well-being. So um, I'm a big walker and podcaster as long as my kiddos allow me to listen. But that was more when they were little, little, and now they require a little bit more of my attention, which is totally fine. Uh, just a different season. So today I wanted to chat about change and all of the ways that it has changed me, if I just want to say it that way, using the same word, and how it's grown me and how I view it and how I hope that that you find this episode encouraging because we're all going to go through changes, um, challenges, you know, climbing that uphill uh, for a while. Uh, and it can be hard. I, I know that. So I'm not telling you to poo-poo it and to just, you know, deal with it and suck it up because they're real. They're big. But I hope that this episode and some of my personal life experiences that I'll share can encourage you in some way uh, to rise above it and push through it and, you know, welcome the feelings, but learn how to um, grow from that. So I'm just going to grab a quick sip of water here and we're going to get right into it. So one of my favorite things um, to focus on um, it's actually a quote. I don't even know. I mean, I could look it up. I don't really know who came up with it, but it's it says this. If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. And I say that a lot of times in like my fitness classes uh, and, and just as a reminder to myself that uh, I'm not going to change unless something actually forces me to or challenges me or or poses some resistance in my life. Yes. Is it uncomfortable? Yeah, it's uncomfortable. And that's okay. Getting out of our comfort zone is important. And some people don't like to. They don't like to ruffle their feathers. I have people that are like, I'm just super set in my ways. And while I'm all for that, Sometimes life's just going to nip you in the butt and if you have not allowed yourself to learn how to um, get uncomfortable a little bit, those life curveballs, those opportunities that maybe you're not open-minded to are not, um, they're either not going to ever present themselves and you're going to feel stuck, maybe um, you're wondering why you don't have the relationships that you want or the job that you want or the um, results of anything. Like you have to allow yourself to welcome some of those things in your life that might be a little iffy. Do we always want it? No. Do I always want it? No, no. But if I can say this about my life, the one thing, and I don't know why, I, th I think God is just like, I'm going to give it all to you, Gabby. Uh, it's It's been change. That's been the theme. Change, challenge, um, getting uncomfortable. 
uh, there's been a lot in my life that has not been steady and I kind of have learned to roll with the punches. Have I always handled every situation well? No. <laughs> um, I've, I've went through it since I was, we'll just say eight years old when my, when my dad passed away. Um, I'm sure there were maybe minor things um, you know, before that, but that was the marking in my life of when I feel like I, my world was um, changed, was flipped upside down. Um, so if we, you know, if we don't want to grow or if we want to grow, I'm sorry, if we want to grow, then we must face resistance. It's like a required ingredient in the recipe of life. (laughs) And yeah, it, it requires, life requires that resistance so that we can grow. I'm all about analogies. So, you know, thinking about gardening those little seedlings have to face resistance to get stronger they have to push their way through that soil they have to battle the winds we got a crazy storm one night and a bunch of my pea plants had kind of like like kind of fallen forward off of the trellis so I kind of had to help guide them back on there but man I am always so impressed after a storm how resilient a lot of that garden is most of that garden uh it is quite incredible so just the the winds the rains the sun the heat some of the cooler temps um bugs just all the things that it has to um, face in order to grow stronger um it has to go through that because if you do any indoor seedlings they recommend that you have a fan blowing on them um, at some point so that they start to get used to that wave of the wind and that the stems and the and the um, plants, they um, can learn to withstand that and become stronger. Then you start to get them used to the outside. So you put them out there for maybe an hour and then you get them out there for two hours and then you get them introduced to some sunlight while they're out there. And, you know, it's just a gradual thing um, in order to um, get stronger. So, uh, you know, just thinking of all the different things in life that have gotten you to where you are you you would know that for yourself so I encourage you to assess that and maybe journal it out um, and and actually really look at it and be like wow because sometimes we don't think that we've experienced that much or gone through that much and um, honestly I I think we all have to some extent Um, and we just aren't giving ourselves enough credit to see how much where we were and how far we've come um, so yeah, I will, um, share, um, a little bit of my personal ups and downs. Uh, and like I said, my life is basically made up, is, um, just all made up of change. It's, that is like the theme, the ongoing theme. And I've learned to embrace that and I've learned to, um, begin to accept some of that. And I don't think that it's like some curse like no I don't I don't believe in that but I I know um that God has been using everything for a purpose and sometimes you don't see it you usually you don't see it I'll just say that right away you might not see the harvest or the benefit or the purpose behind that pain or that growing point um 
for years. And that kind of sucks. It does. But it's it's there. And if you are willing to, to look for it. Um, so I've as I've gone through many things, I'm always looking for the ways of allowing God to use it for good. And I found a couple verses that I wanted to share with you. Um, and it says in Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And then in 2 Corinthians 4.16-18, through 18, it says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our, I like this part, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And I just think that's such a great reminder for those of us who have hope in, in Jesus of, you know, the things that are unseen um, is eternal life and um, life off of this crazy earth. <laughs> filled with craziness and heartache and so much joy and happiness and great things but also a lot of sadness and pain and um, just knowing that there are different seasons of life and there is a time for everything so I hope that those verses encouraged you Uh, so like I said for me um, I really bring my full story um, to start back when I was eight years old my dad had um, passed away. I don't remember a lot of my childhood after that. <laughs> um, and honestly, prior to that, like, I mean, I was just a kid. So I just remember like all the fun things I would do and visiting my grandma and grandpa and my dad always being silly and all the, you know, all those little kid things. But, you know, you, you I don't remember things in too big of detail um especially when it comes to like I say my dad um and then life just felt kind of blurry since his passing uh just yeah grief as an eight-year-old versus grief when I um lost my best friend two years ago um as an adult they're like night and day difference like I experiencing grief in a whole different way a whole different level um but yeah, my dad had hemophilia like our son, Titus. Um, it's a genetic thing. And uh, that played a huge role. Um, we'll just say that um, there were some things back then uh, that they tried to treat men who had hemophilia with um, in ways that were not health, like sterile and healthy. And so a lot of men um my dad's age like a whole era basically had gotten wiped out so I'm sure you could go kind of google some of that info if you wanted to know more and I'm sure there'll be another podcast on on hemophilia to raise awareness to that because I believe it's important um and it's a personal life experience that you know I would love to share um so he had complications from his bleeding disorder and um, we're just super grateful, side note, that Titus can live such a normal life um, compared to um, even just 20 years ago. And I don't have to worry about the things that 
my dad had to go through um because and even my grandparents like I wish I actually could have a conversation with them and I just I can't it's not my grandma's not around and my grandpa um isn't really there mentally so it's it's unfortunate I don't get to have I wish I could just sit at a table and ask them what life was like and now I know why my grandma was such a worry wart so um yeah, so aside from that, um, other a couple other complications from his bleeding disorder had aided in his passing. And um, so from that, that left me with um, me, my mom, my baby sister. I believe she was about one uh, when he passed. And yeah, that was a whole... Uh, my whole world was upside down. And I watched my mom grieve. And so after that... Uh, about four years later, my mom uh, did remarry, and she found someone um, who loved us, me and my sister, as his own, and um, she was just so grateful for that, and uh, as we were too. But as you know, um, just blended families, um, it's it's not always easy. It's not always uh, rainbows and unicorns, you know. Uh, so there were just a lot of things, um, and extra siblings came along the way and I wasn't you know dumb I knew how babies were made so it was just a real hard um thing to face but of course now looking back I would never want I would have never wanted my mom to live alone like and for us to have a father figure for every home to have a father figure is huge um so just lots of ups and downs with with that um after losing my dad then my mom getting remarried when I was 12, um, adding siblings along the way, and um, I had changed uh, schools. My school had actually, I went to a private school, had shut down, and um, that was up to 6th grade, so I had to find a place for 7th and 8th grade. Um, so I went to a new Lutheran private school for 7th and 8th grade. Uh, we also switched churches. We also moved, not not out of the same city, but we lived in the same city, but we literally moved maybe like two miles down the road um, with a lot that was like a farmhouse, a lot more land. Like it was just like a whole new life compared to the home that like I was in prior to that. So um, remarried, new siblings, new home, new church, new school, which means new friends. So think of me at like 12 and 13. Those are like crucial years for a girl, a teenage girl who has a new dad, who's trying to be her dad and um, all the things. Um, I dealt with a lot of self, uh, what's the word? I was very self-conscious. I was not very, I was not a very confident person. I, yeah, I, I just, um, yeah, I wasn't confident. We'll just leave it at that. I, I was very self-conscious about my body and about me. Um, and yeah, I just felt like I didn't always fit in or I tried too hard to fit in. I don't know. Um, and who knows, maybe old friends of mine are listening to this. I have no idea. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I just laugh because I feel like, wow, who is that girl? Like that is definitely not who I am today. Uh, so, okay, let's see. We moved to that home. So I added on a stepbrother and then I had 
three half siblings all in there. So I'm the oldest of six. I went from being me and my sister, who's seven years younger than me, to then all of a sudden having four more siblings in there. And I'm the oldest of all of them. So, uh, and it's great. Love them all. They're all my brothers and sisters. Like it, there's, that's just what it is. It, we've been a family, a whole family, a whole blended family for, let's see, since I was 12. So 17 years this year, which is just insane, insane. Uh, but it, it definitely didn't come easy. And there were many, many hurdles over the years. And, um, but God was using it. He was refining me and my family and just, um, yeah, I, I can see all the ways that he was moving and active in my life. And, uh, we did, you know, I ended up, oh yeah. And so then after seventh and eighth grade private school, I was launched right into public high school. Never, never, um, was in the public school world. So that was, and in a big school, okay? So that was huge for me. But I found my people, I, I mean, with high school, you just kind of cling to who you are most like. Like you find your group, your clique, I guess if you want to call it that. <laughs> but I was kind of diverse. So I had, you know, a diverse amount of f- friends and different passions and interests and stuff but um you know I I was into sports so I had a lot of sports friends and and things like that and so um yeah with high school uh so yeah just a lot of a lot of changes um in and out of all of that and still molding into that whole family Uh, I would say just ages 13 to 18 were just yeah some big big years you know they're defining as a teenager um, and as you're trying to figure out what your future might hold, um, and then just, yeah, figuring out the ins and outs of family life and all the dynamics and the responsibilities. I had lots of responsibilities. I feel that I had to grow up a lot faster than most children, um, most kids, most friends my age, and that's okay. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't, I don't, I'm not mad about that. Um, I just had experienced a lot of life things early on um, and took on a lot of responsibilities. And that's just how we function as a home. And that's fine. Um, you know, helping care for kids and um, watching the kids and um, you know, learning how to make meals and all the things. And so now my family actually does homeschooling. And so it's like a completely different life. So my youngest sibling, I'm 29. My youngest sibling is 10. There's 19 year difference. So there's still a lot of, you know, schooling going on there and they are homeschooled and that is what they morphed into. And I think that is super awesome. And I don't know what that's like. My husband had that his whole life. And um, yeah, it's just not something I was ever raised in but that's what we plan to be doing for our children and it's just so crazy how drastically different like my views have changed and how I see things so differently yet I was raised so different (laughs) um but it was what was known then it was what was you know my mom could do uh and you know, this is, this is life and it's so different for us all. And isn't, it's just such a cool testimony, um, just to see the way God has moved in people's lives despite our past, right? 
like super cool. Um, so out of high school, I actually got married at 19 and best decision I ever made, no matter how many people thought I was crazy or trying to run away from home and just latch onto the first guy. Like that was not the thing. That was not it. And um, here I am almost married 10 years later and we have three beautiful children and we are happy and um, just super grateful for, for all of it. And I, um, you know, I wouldn't say that, you know, we've, uh, we've had a fairly, um, not, I don't want to say easy, but it's not been that hard until it, I would say the last three, maybe four years, I'd have to really think on timeline here, but we grew together as adults and, um, you know, we were still pretty young and I, I look at like other 19 year olds and I'm like, oh my gosh, who thought, who thought it was a good idea to let me get married at 19? Cause I'm like, I would never say yes. Like, I just feel like, wow, how crazy, but it's, it's just how I, I feel God lined it up and it was just how it meant to be. Alex knew what he wanted and, um, yeah, I just didn't feel that there was something else quite there for me in life. Um, I, I didn't get the green light to go pursue any sort of college degree. I didn't, I wasn't like, yeah, I just, it wasn't there. And, and I felt like you're supposed to go work, you're supposed to go save money, and you're going to get married. And so that's just kind of what I did. And here we are. Um, and not a lot of change after that not a, not a ton other than just like a job and living you know marriage change you gotta learn to live together all of those things so um that wasn't like a an awful change it was just a new and exciting and you know um different kind of change in life um and like I said I, I think within the last three to four years uh, our marriage has taken um a lot of weight with a few, we had a few, um, family situations arise that were huge. It called us to, um, a lot of prayer, a lot of seeking wisdom and, um, humbling ourselves, um, working together, being really real with our emotions together, like a lot of conversations with each other and with, um, other people that we trusted and, and confided in. Um, we helped, uh, family members through some trials, um, in big ways that we had to sacrifice our own life, like living, um, in some areas to, to help. Um, and, and so we did that all while having little children. Um, I was pregnant with my second, um, due soon with, with that one at some point during one of the biggest trials of my life <laughs> and uh, God saw us through it I, I wasn't sure how um, and there's no you know there's no point in details because it's not important that way for everyone but um, just just sharing because it was the most difficult thing in our at that point in our marriage and it wasn't anything to do with our marriage but we it was both of us together that had to get through it and we saw how it affected each other then after our second child was born we faced resistance and change with a diagnosis that threw us for a curveball uh, that we did not know 
was a genetic thing. So I, you know, I touched on it. It was um, hemophilia, what my dad had. We had a lot of traumatic um, bleeding episodes um, post-birth with um, our son. And uh, yeah, it took a little while for it to be diagnosed, but he was diagnosed at about eight weeks. Um, and they diagnosed him before any blood work came back, but I didn't want to believe it until I saw the numbers and I saw the proof. Um, and that led us into a whole life of, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It was a lot. Um, so that was a big change in our life to have to shift, um, like learning all these things and having to embrace it and figure out how we were going to raise this son with this. And then when do we start his treatments and when do we know the right time for that? And is it going to work? And how is he going to respond? I don't like doctors. So how is this going to work well with my personality? You know, all the things. Um, But it's been actually smooth sailing ever since we decided to, um, have a port placed in his chest um, back in 2019 Um, and God was really looking over us because um, that happened just as the whole like COVID thing started to creep up on TV so I was able to have people come I mean I was at the hospital for maybe five days four days I had so much support. Alex could be there with me I could be there with my son we didn't have to wear masks there was no nothing And it literally happened two weeks prior to the world shutting down. As well as um, the beginning of, so just before my son had that port place, the beginning of that year, 2019, I'm sorry, 2020, um, my best friend was diagnosed with stage four aggressive pancreatic cancer. And my husband's, boss also was diagnosed with cancer and we lost both of them I lost my best friend um to let's see Friday March 13th and the world went to hell basically on Monday the 16th or whatever day that was yeah the world shut down and we were all able to be there with her so right now I'm starting to see some of the things through the grieving process that we've gone through um that was those were the trenches those were so hard with my husband and I both grieving losses of personal but then together seeing each other hurting um because we we both knew those other people um well and um it it forced us to grow it forced us to be vulnerable with each other and talk and cry and have more grace with each other and man it's hard to parent when you're in those stages but talk about a lot of change and I am in some of that harvesting of the relationship I had with my friend who passed now you'd think best friend you've known her for 20 years no I actually only knew her for about four or four and a half years Um, but the day we met I'm pretty sure we never stopped talking since then and we talked every day multiple times a day so that in itself it sped up the whole friendship process to make it feel like we were friends forever um so with that you know just thinking where i am now how how that friendship has ch- changed me 
and how where my husband was changed him and how we're both in 100% different places now in life. And me doing this podcast is a part of that change in my life. It's part of facing that resistance. I faced it. I, I did not, I, I knew I wanted to do this back when my friend was alive. I wanted to do a podcast and I just didn't. And here I am. I faced some of the change and the hardship and the resistance. And I'm going to, I was going to do something good and I was going to do something purposeful. Um, after I allowed myself the time um, to grieve. And it doesn't look a certain way. There's no set time. I can't tell you that in two years you're going to be ready to push forward. You know, it's it's really different for everybody. And not that I've moved forward, like moved on. Um, I've learned to start putting some of my purpose because I know that's what she would want and what we would be doing together right now. Um, so that is, um, hopefully I didn't miss miss anything but you kind of got a glimpse of a lot of my childhood to teenage years with um some big life changes and then you match that right after that with getting married which is a huge life change uh we've added kids along the way um we moved to a home in 2015 so you know those are all good things um but life is full of changes um and so I don't want to keep you much longer but just thinking you know, about the trials in your life. Think of life without your trials. Do you think that you would be the same person today? And for me personally, that's that's a hard no. I wouldn't be the same person. Like I said, I don't even recognize the girl from the past, but that's okay. And, you know, losing my friend two years ago has brought me through a lot I've I had to work through a lot of emotions and process a lot of things and I've also been able to recognize a lot of ways that she impacted my life for good and that I can pay it forward and I'm able to see that now when I'm not I wasn't in the you know first months of of all of that pain and that sadness and the change um, when all of that came to a sudden stop in my life Um, but one big part is when we have our hope in God, it makes going through life changes feel more hopeful. So when we feel hopeless, we can feel more hopeful because of the hope we can have in God and whether or not you believe in him, you know, on here, I've, I've made it clear that this is something that is, um, you know, a part of me and how I process life and how I was raised and how I, um, yeah, walk through this life, and um, God is definitely a part of it. Um, you f- you feel like the burden is lighter. You feel more confident. You um, know that having faith in God, you can know that when having faith in a God who has always remained loyal, remained truthful and steady, helps us to have faith in the unknowns of our circumstance. And we know that faith without works is dead. So you have to put the faith, your faith to the test or else it's just, it's just a word filled with emptiness. Like what is faith without the works? Like you actually have to put it to the test and it's just empty and no proof to back it up. So, um, you just have to, you know, get back up, power through God's got you. Even when, when we fall, let these challenges grow you pop through that soil, (laughs) become that strong, sturdy, plant of whatever choice you want to be 
be that beautiful sunflower that has to weather the storms and just grow beautifully and um I hope that this encourages you I know it got a little sappy towards the end but I appreciate you hanging on and if this at all resonated with you if it touched you if it encouraged you uh, I would love to hear your comments in the Facebook group get rooted in health community um over on Facebook you can find the link in the show notes there you can send me a direct message, um, screenshot and share this message on your social media or just send it directly to a friend that you feel needs to hear this. Um, anything that you can do to keep this show going um, around the world would mean so much to me um, as always. And I just, I thank you for um, your time and I pray that this blesses you and just know that God is not done with you and wherever you are at in life, whatever season, just remember the verse that I shared earlier, Ecclesiastes 3.1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. So with that, be well, my friends. Be blessed by this. Have an awesome week and we will chat soon.